Yo, 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 good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at right now, tuned into another Camper Chronicle Productions. Y'all already know this is the Bringing the Wood Podcast, and I'm your host, the one and only D-Wood up to no good on a beautiful football Friday. And hey, as always, in the building with me, the co-host with the most, Big Che in the building. How we feeling this morning? Man, it's Friday, man. Hey, it's always good. You already know we done made it to the end of the week, dog. I'm going to just go out and say it. You and D'Angelo jinxed, Coach D'Lo jinxed it last <laughs> yesterday. I was, I rode y'all wave, and I was just as confident as y'all in the Raiders, and and they started out all right, and then uh, <laughs> all right, yeah, I remember I said I would not be hey, surprised. And your exact, and I was gonna say your exact words after we did all that picking was I would not be surprised if the Rams win this game. Oh, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> In true, in true Raider oh, fashion. Oh my goodness! In true Raider fashion, bro. And listen, the whole game was—it was a bad game, all the way around. But there's no way you let a man come off the bench with two days' notice and go 98 yards. It's—it's it's uncalled for. <laughs> it's unexcusable. It's irresponsible. It's irresponsible. <laughs> There's no way he does that. And this goes back to that point we talk about about how you know who's going to get the short end of the stick. Even though he had a bad night, mm-hmm. Derek Carr played bad. But at the same time, they were in position to win this game in spite of. And y'all let this man, again, I say, go 98 in what? A minute? minute and a half? Man, they they gritty in on the punt and all type of. I'm like, oh, they out here just having fun, bro. Like, yeah. it, it, was, it, it it's tough. It was I'm yeah. Fan. I'm 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 disgusted. No, no, right. <laughs> and you right. You can't really put it all on car because I mean he didn't play well Not at all. But it wasn't his fault. There was just bonehead mistakes, penalties, mm-hmm. um, a lot of penalties. This, it was just a, 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 a ball of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I will say the Rams defense played oh, all right. I, I ain't going to lie. Raheem Morris coached his butt off. Yeah, bro, cause because like, they had a 300-pound D tackle playing outside linebacker, and he was getting abused. Like, they were running reverses with Mac Hollins on him. They were running plays designed. Just to get him in a bind, mm-hmm. it was working. So I, I honestly don't know why they kind of went away from it. But outside of that, man, they it didn't do anything. Nah, man, it it's like Derek only threw the ball twenty times. It was like the game was really quick. You know, it was a lot of running. Josh Jacobs got twenty seven carries, ninety nine yards, so he was definitely featured. But the Rams played solid, three point seven yards yes. a carry. Like that's. Yes. That's a good job, Rams. Like, I feel like that, that like, you know, and that ain't what we've seen all year of the Rams, especially with no Aaron Donald. It's like, okay. And then Devontae Adams, he had a couple good catches on Jalen, but three catches, 70 yards, and you don't get in the end zone. In a game where, obviously, you needed to get in the end zone because y'all lost. So, you know, it's like, man, the, the Rams' defense kind of showed up, and we know that the Raiders don't have one. So, man, in the end, even though they held them to 17, but – you can't let a team go 98. You can't let them go 98 wow. yards with the, with the, wow. with the game on no the No timeouts. No timeouts. You can't. So, like, as I said, as bad as the Raiders' offense performed, 
as bad as it looked, bro, you still got a chance to win this game with a guy who's coming in off two days' notice, bro. And he ran a no huddle on you. And he ran a no huddle. He told them to send me the film on the plane. I'm going to just go over it until I get there. He knew what time it was. He knew it. And it was it was wild. It was wild. It was definitely uh Yeah, it was definitely eye opening. Baker was out there heading button people with no helmet on. He was he oh, yeah. was he was feeling dangerous. He was definitely feeling dangerous yesterday. And unfortunately, man, it was at the demise of the Raiders. Let uh, Baker bake. <laughs> they let the Baker bake. And uh bro, twenty two for thirty five, two hundred and thirty yards and that one lone touchdown uh to Van Jefferson in the back of the end zone. And I don't understand what the corners were doing. I don't understand what the safeties were doing. They didn't need four points. They didn't need three points. They needed all six, all seven. I don't understand why we not. I'm 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 playing a, a deep zone. Yes. Field to the goal line. People on the sideline. You're gonna have to catch this ball in the middle of the field. Uh-huh. And be able to I mean, cause at that point, let's say they have 20 seconds when they when they snapped out. Mm-hmm. You only gonna get two plays off. Two good ones, especially if you throw one in bounds. Mm-hmm. So why are you going man press? I, I couldn't figure <laughs> it out. I couldn't figure it out. No, now, are, you, are you tanking on purpose or and I and I'm <laughs> and I'm all for like, you know, um not getting too laxed on a team when they're when they're but going you can on the drive. Of course, but I'm definitely keeping two safeties high yeah. at all times. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, I thought like corners are going to have to press, throw over the middle of the field. Yes, I don't you're think that's single the high was it. You're not getting over the top. And they was literally just single high the whole drive. Like I don't know what they thought. Mm-hmm. Like you know they got to get in the end zone. They're going to take a shot eventually. And it was it was it was bad. It was definitely a bad outing. It was definitely a bad performance. And Coach McDaniel's is just looking. It just looks worse and worse as the season goes. It's like you had these high moments and then. You come out here and lay one to the Rams. And like you said, are they tanking? Did they blow that purposely? Like you said, by running single high? It was like when they did the crazy, when they were playing the Jets a few years ago and the Jets ran that right, crazy right. all out blitz. It was like, are y'all tanking? Or is, this just, is this purposely or is y'all playing? Like, so we don't know. They right there in that cusp. Yeah, you know, at but this I, point of the season, it's like, hmm, let's just get better. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> more talent on the roster. No, they definitely do. And it, 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 show, it shows. Consistently shows, and it was, it was tough. It was tough. It was tough. And then you sent me the eyes, and I was just like, <laughs> "Yep, they blew it. They blew it. They blew it." You gotta think, but they was up sixteen to three with less than ten minutes left. Yeah, come on, man. Like mm. somebody in trouble, bro. <laughs> somebody is. Somebody did something wrong. I want to say when when the Rams scored their first touchdown. Make it a one score game. It was like only like three minutes left. Mm-hmm. So they had to come out, get a stop, and then go ninety eight yards. That's the play. Right? No, that's, no, for real. That's what I said. That's the thing. Like if you thought Derek Carr was crying when they lost to Jeff Saturday, boy, what do you think he gonna feel after this? He one? didn't even show up to the press conference. Uh-uh, he's done, and I think he know this season is now done. And you know, his um his time as Raider is definitely numbered. Like I said, it ain't all him, but at the same time, you don't like it the last bad. of the Mohican. To be that guy, you gotta make those plays. And not and that pick he threw in the end zone, mm-hmm. that just was That was bonehead. It was it was it wasn't smart. Like you I, I honestly he got hit when he threw the ball, was bumped, but I don't know why you would try to climb the pocket in that situation. Or even throw that ball, because even though you got bumped and the ball was it was a bad throw. Um 
the dude wasn't open anyway mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't open. He so was even if you threw a good throw, <laughs> he was trying to make it fit. Where was you throwing it? No clue. No clue. Yeah, no, this was this was a tough one. This was definitely a tough one. Like you said, bro, we all expected the Raiders to win this game. I ain't even going to say convincingly, but I was confident the Raiders was going to win, even though, like you said, it's the Raiders. Their year has been up and down. These are the games they give us. Damn, when it happens, it's like, damn. Yeah, they really did that. Yeah, it's like I knew it was possible, but I didn't want it to happen much. Like, I, to not be a fan and be disappointed in the Raiders – I know the Raider fans. Like, I couldn't even imagine. Yeah, I was talking to the homie Chris uh, oh, last night, and he was just like, man, I ain't, I ain't got nothing to say, blood. He was like, I ain't going to front. When I heard Baker was coming in on short notice, he was like, I knew it was a chance we were going to be in a closer game than it should have been. Yeah. Just because, like, he was like, we just like to, to lay eggs, bro. That's true. It's, it's in the DNA. Oh, yeah, and I think that's kind of what it was. But, ooh, that was – that was um. I'm glad it's over now. <laughs> the Raiders need to. It's just, I ain't gonna lie. It's hard to pack it up. Nice kick off to the season. I yeah. mean, the week. Yeah, you know, just just <laughs> just pack it in, man. It was a great game overall. You know, it was definitely um, some highs and lows. Obviously, Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams was a great watch. They had some moments. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Um, so it was definitely still a good game overall, but not the outcome we expected, but not a surprise outcome because we understand this is kind of what the Raiders have been all year this year, uh, unexpectedly. But this this is them. Um, to say the least. Uh, but we're moving on. Uh, we got to get into this week. Oh, my Titans, man. Well, we didn't lost two straight, three straight. I don't lost count. <laughs> but we got the Jags. Obviously, I know how I feel about the Jags. They're the up and coming team. But I do think we are. Uh, we got their number right now. But they are playing better as of late. True, that's true. So, you know, it's, it's, I definitely don't think that if we come in here and think we're playing against the same old Jags, we could be in for uh, a rude awakening because again, bro, our team is not just that good. <laughs> it's like I said, respectfully, it's more of us having a bad division yeah. than it is playing good football. Yeah, and exactly. I understand that. I'm a realist. You know what I'm saying? I'm but looking at y'all record, and I'm like, look at all our. Yeah. It's not a bad record mm. for you know as unproductive as a offense you have, mm-hmm. and 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 the holes of the defense still got a nice record. Mm-hmm. You still got seven wins, right? Problem looking is to, looking to pick up another one. This right, week. definitely. Yeah. Hopefully we do. But again, our record versus teams that's over five hundred, we want to. That's both. true. That's true. You're looking at the big picture. Yeah, and like I said, we're gonna make the playoffs mm-hmm. by osmosis. So it's like, bro, I hate for us to go get walloped in the first round. At least, like you know, let's go out throwing some punches. But I don't want to get walloped. And I think Bengals at full strength. Mm. I don't really want them problems right now. Like I keep telling you, I'd rather get Baltimore again. Though, do I want to see Lamar Jackson? We beat him once before, so. I like my chances. Even though he's beating us, too, we beating him. We ain't touching Burrow right now. So, <laughs> I, I definitely uh, – I'd rather do that. But, again, the Jaguars, they're not sure if Trevor Lawrence going to play. Um, he's not hurt, like, as far as he needs to miss. But, you know, they just want to protect their investment. He took a scary tackle um, okay. last week. I thought it was really, really I bad. I was happy he was able to literally get up, walk off, and actually come back in the game and play. So, we know it wasn't a season injury or nothing long-term. But they know, you feel me, the season ain't – you know what I'm saying? Going where they wanted to go. So you do want to protect somebody who's going to be the reason y'all are successful in the future. But definitely think this is a game we got to go in and win. We can't let them hang around because if we let them hang around, we see the Jags, see what they did to the Ravens not too long ago. Like, we let them hang around. Trevor Lawrence ain't around one pick one for nothing. The receivers ain't great, but he's good enough. They got a good play caller. They run some great plays. They get guys open. You see they can put together drives to win games. So, uh, again, our defense got to show up. We play well front-wise. 
Uh, secondary's got to get better. We're going to get tested every week because they know we're small. Or, nah, we're going to change that. They know we don't play the ball well. <laughs> so we're going to get we're gonna get tested in that back end, and I think teams see that. So, um, that's like you said, that's kind of our Achilles heel right now. So we just got to uh, we gotta tighten up, play the ball better. You know, that comes with practicing and getting reps. Uh, <laughs> I said, told you Caleb Farley out for the year. So that's tough. Um, but obviously he hadn't been playing anyway, but now it makes sense why he hadn't been even playing on, on the roster the last couple games. But this is the same back he dealt with coming out of Virginia Tech. So that's a problem that I don't like. Mm-hmm. Same back problem that uh, kept him out. It's his junior year. So, you know, same problem he had coming into the draft, which led to his ankle injury and these uh, long list of injuries that he's had since he's been on our team for two seasons. So yeah. it's, a, it's a rough look for him, rough look for us. But we got to we got to get this win versus Jags again, bro. They 17 points per game. They like 12th in total yards, though, so they, they definitely put up a lot of yards. They run the ball well. They 10th in run. They actually got a better run run offense than us as of right now because uh, Derrick Henry got clamped like the last two to three games, mm-hmm. so our average just fell, fell a lot. We actually 15th right now in rushing, and the Jags are sitting at 10th. So, uh, again, man, if we don't go in here on our A game and, and get this, put this game away early and let Derrick Henry uh, be the Jaguar crusher that he is, I want this thing to get uh, – I want it to get late. I don't want it to be a close game late because I feel like, man, them the games we blow and the Jaguars have showed they uh, they can uh, win some games late. Talk to me. Um, yeah, man. It's, it, I think it all comes down to if Trevor Lawrence plays or how healthy he is, you know what I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, their offense has it, been looking well balanced these last couple of weeks. Like, they throw it well. They get everybody involved so you can't really can on one player. And uh, yeah, they run the ball well too. I, I'm mm-hmm. surprised. I, I didn't. I didn't think they was top ten, but yeah. hey, hey, yeah. Oh yeah, they, they get after us. So we definitely gotta. Uh, you know, it's, this could be an interesting game at 10 a.m. You know, division games are always interesting yeah. anyway. So yeah, well, I'm hoping we give them some of the, the normal Derrick Henry treatment and he go ahead and right, hit right, him for right. the 150, maybe break a nice 50, 60 yarder just to let them know it's, it ain't nothing changed. Yeah, that's one thing they they will give up some points. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna it's gonna be there. Yeah, so we just got to capitalize for sure. Uh, no Raiders because they already disappointed mm-hmm. us on Thursday. So we'll get straight to y'all, man. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I feel about this game. I think it could be a little bit more interesting. I, I do think, on a good note, y'all could dominate this game. But you never want to doubt the goat, right? And I, exactly. I, even and it's crazy dude. they've been playing bad all year, and nobody still is just ready to to, to bury nah, the Bucks because who they got back there behind <laughs> that center, man. You have to go, right, that's there. so crazy. Like every week, we talk about how bad Tampa's playing, and yet nobody's like, "Ah, oh, they're they're washed, they're done." I mean, because their whole division is trash. So all they got to do is get it. They're literally six and six, and and leading the division by like two games. Yeah, that's yeah, crazy, crazy. So yeah, no, I definitely think uh, this could be one of those scary undercover games, especially with you guys got a rookie quarterback, uh, a young rookie, well, experienced rookie quarterback, but young. In uh, playing wise, going up against a um a defense that's not terrible. No, they have a very good defense. So that this will definitely be a good test for Purdy. Yeah. Maybe more, even more. I want to say a better test for Shanahan. You, you know, shoot, just I to think say the Purdy. whole team, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, last week was obviously a test. You know, yes. you want to put a high octane offense, but you know the Buccaneers' offense, even though they haven't put up the numbers, they got the talent there. This you know, you got you got three All Pro receivers at one point in time. Um, you got Brady, you got Fournette, and and Rashad White, who's been looking nice mm-hmm. lately. Their line is beat up, so that could be a key. 
Um, that's, yeah, y'all yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> Be interested to see how they how they call their offense. You know, Brady he likes to get the ball out of his hand quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, try to use the tight end, but you know, we got we got linebackers in this bar. Yeah, that DB is yeah one of the better cover one of the better team to cover tight ends. So it is definitely that's where the game will be won or lost. Uh, their offense versus our defense, mm-hmm. and then you know our offense is what it is. Um, I don't know. Like I don't know what to expect. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I don't know. I don't know Brock Brady. I don't know what he's gonna do. Mm-hmm. I um I was um excited and I mm, I'm like I don't know. <laughs> Trying to find a word you know to put saying? right there. Yeah. You know I was um juiced to see that you know he was competent back there. Mm-hmm. He didn't look um. Stressed. Yeah, he wasn't sure. Or, exactly. He looked like he was ready for the moment. But you know, that's when you know he had no expectation to get mm-hmm. in the game at all. With house money. Yeah. Now it's like you're the guy. So yeah, now the expectation. Really see, it's right, a little bit expectation. Team's got a now. game plan for you. So yeah. Now we're gonna see what you what you got this game against a, against a good defense. Mm-hmm. You know they got a, a a very good D line. Although uh, you know got a couple pass mm-hmm. rushers out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still got Vita Vey in that middle. Right. A, a team y'all anywhere, can... anywhere to rush us. It's together. right up the middle. <laughs> right in our face. So yes, no, yes. And I, and and uh, uh um uh Hicks from the um from the Bears. They got mm-hmm. him too, a King oh, Hicks. Yeah, you're so, right, you are right. They, they bulky in the yeah. middle. So they'll right. definitely be able so to that middle, so they do a good job stopping the run. And that's what we like to do is run that ball, so you know, and they got two very good linebackers also. They blitz yeah, and they yeah. can run. Styles make fights. Yeah, hey. So that you know, I, I might need to tell back on what I said earlier that our offense versus they defense is gonna, gonna be, be it's too. gonna be it's, it's gonna, gonna be a good game. It's definitely I think and I think it will be unless the Niners defense plays like they've been. Yeah, yeah. that'd be yeah, that'd be key. And there's just one get of, them make them one dimensional and then we can get to where you yeah. know, we can control the clock. Um it'll be ideal for us. But you know, Brady coming home. You know he's little, little. He was a little salty that you know we didn't sign him a couple mm-hmm, years back. Mm-hmm. So he ain't gonna talk he, about it till he retire. He, retire. He going into free agency, you mm-hmm. know. So he might be doing a little audition job. So we'll you, see. You're right. We'll see. He, now, he gonna have some people at the game. Oh, for sure, for sure. You already know. And I don't really remember last time he's played out here. It's been a while. So yeah. homecoming. You know, I know he's looking to. Have a good game for sure. Put on a show for sure, like you say. Coming you know, off a win, you know, emotional win, right? Big time win. Brady's undefeated against rookie first year quarterbacks. So, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. this should yeah. be. You know, he don't got the backing of Belichick and that defense to usually make it stressful on rookies. And I don't know if he's dealt with a play caller as good as Shanahan, That's respectfully. Like that ain't no knock to whoever the rookies are. They play beforehand, but we know Shanahan. Um, and that's one of those things I definitely want to see in this game is how Shanahan draws up. You know what I'm saying? Purdy now that you said, like you said, it's a, it's a week of film on him now. Mm-hmm. So teams are going to take away some of those easy throws that he made to see what he can do. How does um, Shanahan react off this and, you know, show his skills? Because it'll, it'll be a chess match. And I think um, I think it'll be rather one of the exciting games. Definitely I'll be tuned into this game uh, for sure, for sure. Actually, one of the games that I'm uh, looking forward to, um, one of the two. And then the other game I'm actually looking forward to, it's going to be Bill's Jets. Uh, I feel like Bills gave away that game to the Jets. Even though the Jets' defense played extremely well last time they met up, but I do think the Bills gave it away, to say the least. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing them um, 
get their chance to bounce back and um, get some revenge on the, on the Jets because the Jets are a confident bunch. Um, the great white Mike is uh, playing solid. He had a little reality check versus the mm. Vikings, but he made some good throws versus the Vikings. I do think the Vikings defense kind of played well. Um, they broke on some passes, but he made some throws that receivers dropped some passes too. So um, another showing for Mike White. I love, I do respect that Salah uh, likes to keep the door open on Zach Wilson because you don't really know what Mike White could be. So he could turn around and lose the next three games. And then it's like, oh, well. Yeah, because I know. remember last year, was it last year? When Mike White played all those games mm-hmm. and he started off hot and people was like, oh, he could just the guy right here. And then he just mm-hmm. three picks. Yep. And then he just, he, you know, he just went off the hill. Mm-hmm. Did so, the same thing in the preseason this year. Yeah. He went off in the preseason. Everybody was like, oh, should we play Mike White right. over Zach? And it's like, well, we took this man with two, so. We gotta we gotta keep this going until it just it don't show. And now that they're winning, his play matters, so you gotta kinda go with Mike White. But I do think I, I like that he left the door open. It's good coaching, because you never really know. Mm-hmm. But Bills Dolphins, 10 a.m. I'm a, I'm gonna be tuned in. I'll probably have it on my phone while I'm watching my Titans for sure. Because uh Diggs versus Sauce. I think they did a good job on Diggs last time they played. He only had what 70 yards, and one of the catches was was like 40. So you know yeah, I mean they did a good job last week on uh Justin Jefferson, Jefferson too. Also, so. Yeah. I, I think the Bills are I mean not the so, Bills, but the Jets yeah. are pretty for real. So that's definitely one. You got a game you're interested in? Um It's kind of a rather low week. I was it, looking at a lot of the games. That's why I really picked is. the Bills and the Jets. Some of these games is not mm-hmm. they'll end not, up being good and we'll talk about them next right, week. Right, right. But right now on but, surface. Uh, if I was a betting man, these is this is a good week to be betting on some games. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, shoot. Yeah, I'm looking, man. I'm interested to see how Detroit, you know, if they can You know, I love watching Detroit. I love watching Detroit. Coach Campbell does his thing, man. And he, then some of these top playing. teams, see if they could get knocked off. Uh, Philly. Mm-hmm. You know, Giants, Giants ain't no suckers. Yeah, exactly. They run the ball well. And that's the one. Even though Philly stopped our run, they still, that's their Achilles heel is, is running and linebackers. So, they're going to run that ball. So, we will definitely see. And yeah. it's a division game. Yes, yes, yes. Another division game, Cleveland and Bengals. See, mm-hmm. Sean, game two. Another another you week know, under the belt. You know, see how they're looking against Burrow and them. Yes, no, no. Uh, that'll, yes. that'll go a long way because they're, they're technically still in the playoff. Right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, technically, definitely. They're still in there. Yeah, so. yeah but it's not, not a lot of marquee matchups this week. But, you know, that usually makes for a good week of football when you get the unexpected. Exactly. No, exactly. I.E. last night. <laughs> I.E. last night. And, I, and just going back to last night, on a scale of 1 to 10, how impressed were you with Baker Mayfield? Um, and I'm going to say I'm gonna say a 6. Yeah, I think I gave him like a 6 and a half, yeah. 7 I'm not, I'm not too overly, you know, excited about it because, I mean, he was a number one overall draft pick. Mm-hmm. So you don't you know, get excited for things you shouldn't yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you're playing against a, a Raiders secondary who I can't name most of the guys that's back there playing. Respectfully. Outside of Trevon Trey, Warren. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, some of the corners, you know. They I've rotate every week. Every, yes. every year and there. But, yeah, I'm not, I'm not overly <laughs> surprised. Yeah, and then no. you, when you go no huddle, you have no expectations. You have no, no, there's nothing. He's not really playing for nothing. You're just mm-hmm. out here playing football. Like, nobody expects you to win this game. Mm-hmm. Nobody expects you to have success. And usually that's when people thrive. Not only people, Baker Mayfield. 
Exactly. exactly. Like, he thrives the me- the best when everything's yeah. against him, when nobody expects him to do anything. It's kind of usually when And he... it's crazy because when they punted that ball to the two-yard line, I'm like, bro, he going to go downfield and score. This and then the when he came out the pick, I seen the hold. I was like, okay, they got a penalty. I said, they got a chance. That was he got sacked, and I seen him get hit. I thought it was helmet to helmet. I'm like, oh, that's a flag. But then I seen the one the dude slapped the ball. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is an idiot. Another first down. Then he threw the when he threw the bomb to the white bro, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. they, but I never expected the bond the very next play he throwing that bond to Van Jefferson. Bro, he was on it. I hopped up so juice like and I didn't even know I was cheering for it. It just was exciting. Yeah, but nah, I, nah. I remember I had Van Jefferson in fantasy and I played it. <laughs> and he only had two catches. <laughs> oh, what was the first me. catch of the game and the, the last. last. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, it was a good night for me. No facts. No, yeah. I, I definitely gave him. It turned out to be entertaining game. He did not disappoint. Mm-mm. He looked comfortable, even though they were coming at him like crazy. Mm-hmm. But he continued to make plays, move around. You can see a little bit of the rest. He threw a couple balls in the dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like a smart pickup for right now. You yeah. know, if, if him and Sean McVay, I didn't know they had the type of relationship that they had. Um so they seem like they can they can actually work. So mm-hmm. on the back end, if weirdly they kind of got that same energy, yeah, like yeah. that. But they're both you know undersized quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So I, he yeah. just got the feel for it. He understands right, what it takes. Right. A lot of people don't know Sean McVay was was a very good high school uh-huh. quarterback. He was Mister Georgia over Calvin Johnson in mm-hmm. high school. He was like so fun they, facts for him. Yeah, though, they thought of. he was a better player than Calvin Johnson in high school. So he know what he's doing right. out there. And like you said, Baker is a, a one of those dudes who loves when the, when the chips is all all against him. He usually mm-hmm. performs really well. So like you said, that could be a, a good marriage, and especially with Stafford looking like he's not coming back this year, and ain't no telling what he's gonna look like in the future because he hasn't looked good at all this year from the opening seat from the opening game against the Bills, week That's one true. to today. Stafford hasn't really looked good at all, even even in their wins. So you know, maybe there's some silver lining right here, Baker. You mess around and parlay you a job here. You know, you never know. You got a few games to prove yourself, but they're gonna give you a chance because. Uh, Perkins are 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 Wofford. Nah, they wasn't man, pulling man. that out. They wasn't pulling that out. So you know, good like you said, good shit, Baker. No, yeah. I, I actually I was genuinely happy for him last night. He did his thing. He earned that. You know what I'm saying? Especially with the expectations. We said he was gonna throw a pick. He did. <laughs> he did. He got belt out, <laughs> and it was a perfect pick. It was one of the picks that had lost him the game. Like it was like what we expect from Baker. Yeah, and like, like, there you go. Got bailed out, and then he showed the other part of Baker where it's like, hey. This is why I was thick one also. Oh, y'all gonna keep me around? Watch. Oh, I get a chance? Yes, no, it was it was definitely uh an entertaining game to, uh, for it to only be a 16-17 game. Right. You right. know what I'm saying? It was very entertaining. Like you said, plays in the game. I really enjoyed Devontae Adams and Jalen Ramsey. They, they definitely uh put on a little show that for That was us. like a master class and one on one. Yeah, it was real good. Like the subtleties of things they were doing, like because it was not bad coverage. No. Like he was glued to bruh. But he, he even seen the ball and went to it. But it was just like the little, the little subtle movements that receivers made. The way he was stacking them, the way he, he, was, he would get he on top, so you can't get hit. Mm-hmm. So you, can, you know, or how he, the ball one handed or shoulder hands late. That's right? the that is something that I think Devontae Adams does that a lot of receivers don't do. It's only a handful that do. Mm-hmm. They show their hands late. It's like sometimes he don't even put his hands up. He have them by his hip, mm-hmm. and the ball will just fall and into it his used hip. Used to be a lot of like I would never. I remember being young, and I never realized. I never noticed because you know, coming up when you play, they tell you, you know, use your hands, catch the ball, go mm-hmm. up and get it. 
or as a DB, they tell you, read the receiver. When his eyes get big or his hands go up, that's when the ball's coming, you swipe or whatever. And then I remember watching Randy Moss was the, like the first person I noticed that would just run, and he would never put his hands up Mm-mm. until the ball just got there. Plus, Randy Moss six four, so you know his, his hands is already up here, <laughs> high up, right? And he could jump out the gym, and I was like, "Whoa!" I'm like, "Bro, that's cheating!" Like, I can't. I'm no going. And then like, I, Calvin Johnson used to wear the black ass visor where you couldn't Adams, see his yeah. eyes, and I know that Devontae Adams was the dark visor. Shows his hands light. I'm like, it's just little things because he's not Devontae Adams is not that fast, Mm-mm. but he's uberly skilled. And and you could tell just the attention to detail, the little things, the way he re- gets his release off the line, gets back, stacks the DB, mm-hmm. hands late. Man, it's him and yeah. Keenan Allen to me are like the fastest slow dudes. They're like they're just very good at beating you at the line of scrimmage. Like Cooper Cup, like I'm how always are in you front of always you. open. Like yeah. can't you guard this dude? Like, like he's not even out there. And Wes Welker used to do it too. Like bro, you're not even running routes. You're just running to a spot. And I'm and, getting open. But it, that's. That's a lot more difficult to, to go with. I don't have a route. Hey. Like just to do that is super hard mm-hmm. because as you're running full speed or or half speed, whatever speed you're running, you have to read defenses mm-hmm. and where people are going and trust that the quarterback is going to read it the same way you read it. So it's 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 definitely a skill that not everybody can do. Mm-mm, not at all. <laughs> Definitely, uh, no, definitely, it's not a, a skill that you wish you had. And Adams didn't get. Adams is a, is a skill. Oh yeah, he's it's just, he's one of one. He's he's, he's really. It's like really you nice. literally have to double, triple team because he doesn't do conventional things. Mm-hmm. It's not like he, okay, well, you put one dude underneath, one dude over the top. Okay, but what if he goes one way and then goes this way and then does this? Yeah, and, and he's gonna have a little crease in between space. the corner and All the safety. He a little bit of space yeah. to make a play, and I've watched. Like I said, Cooper Cup do it. I've watched like these elite type receivers do this type of thing where they're not overly athletically gifted, Mm-mm. but it's just you can tell they watch a lot of film. They do a lot of body movement and control to where they're gonna get open regardless, unless you just basically erase them from the game. Mm-hmm. And you know that's when other people. Come. I'm about saying to do that, you gotta kind of put yourself in harm's way with somebody else. Yeah, but you know the way the Raiders are beat up on offense, they your Waller, your Winthrop, they're out they're there. Gone, with, yeah. Mac Collins looking like he's a viable option. Right. He's really not. He just was there for special teams. Mm-hmm. It just ain't nobody else yeah. there, so you so. get to play. No, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, Baker Mayfield was uh, impressive, and like I said, Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams showed us what a corner and receiver, you know, some of the best in the business look like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Definitely, uh, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna switch over to college football. We're gonna talk. Uh, Final Heisman finalists, a um, couple of awards that were given out um, uh, last night. Oh, we'll talk about the bowl, not the bowl games, but the playoff being set, who we got, and we'll finish it off talking Dion. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll finish it all off with Dion. You already know. Uh, it's going to get spicy, you know? It's, it's been a lot of Dion talk. We'll save it for the, for, for the second half. Hey, y'all stay tuned. It's the Bring the Wood podcast. Me and Big Jack. Y'all know what it is. We back. It's our football Friday. We're transitioning over. College football Friday to be exact. Man, uh, bowls, bowl uh, championship week is done. Uh, bowls are being set up. Playoff is officially here. Um, we had the award ceremony last night. Obviously not the Heisman. The Heisman will be giving over this weekend. We'll get into the Heisman. But we can go over a couple of these awards. I just want to talk about a few people that won awards. 
Um, I definitely want to start with uh, one of my favorite people in college football was uh, B. John Robertson, named the top uh, running back in the country out of Texas. Big fan of him. I th- thought he was the best running back in the country. I think he'll be the best running back coming out of the draft. Uh, ended the season with 1,500 rushing yards, 18 touchdowns. He had nine games of over uh, 100 yards rushing. And um, I think he's a complete back. He can run the ball. He receives the ball. He passed blocks. Um, I think he's an every-down back. I think he'll be the probably the only first-round running back in the draft this year. Uh, Well-deserved for him. Um, I wish they could have played a little bit better year, but um, he still got his respect. Uh, even though uh, they, Michigan's uh, Blake Corn probably could have got it if he was still healthy. But, you know, you tell your ACL at the end of the year, kind of going to be out of sight, out of mind. So I think that's kind of why maybe Bijan got it because Corn was having an amazing year this year, even though I think Bijan's a better running back. I agree. I agree. Because I've, I've seen that dude just single-handedly take over games. Yes. He's a, he's will, a f- just willpower, though. Like No, sheer willpower. <laughs> sheer just will. <laughs> Speaking of will, <laughs> Get uh, defensive player of the year or uh, Chuck Benedark Award for the nation's best defensive player goes to <laughs> none other than Will Anderson uh, out of Alabama. Probably will be the first pick in the draft. Um, depends on who gets the first pick, unless it's a super quarterback needy team. But uh, Will Anderson is a freak of nature. I think he had 17 sacks last year, like 20-something tackles for a loss. Um, and obviously the numbers dropped this year because, you know, they're going to start chicking on him. They're going to start chipping him, doubling him, but still pulled out 10 sacks. Still has 17 tackles for a loss. Still led the country in uh, the most pressures. Uh, he's a, a, a monster off the edge. He's a quiet guy, but uh, he plays loud as hell. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you got to see Will Anderson, whether it was last year or this year. And um, he's a terrorizer of, of football games. And he's going to be um, a very good player in the NFL on Sundays. Yeah, Will Anderson is a guy that uh, if you need a rush, a rush in, uh, high impact, uh, X factor, that's him. He, he's, he's big, fast, strong. Um, I don't know. I like to see uh, who's all coming out in the team, how to drive set up. I say he, I think he's the number one pick, but he's definitely number one pick worthy. Yes, definitely, definitely. number one pick worthy. No, definitely. So shout out to uh, Will winning that. Um, um, probably the surprise one, but I mean, I guess when you go undefeated, you should get it. Max Duggan won the Davy O'Brien Award as the nation's top quarterback. Uh, over thirty-seven hundred total yards, counted for thirty-six touchdowns, and he led uh, TCU to an undefeated regular season at twelve and zero. Obviously, fell short. Uh, in the Big 12 championship game, but it wasn't because of him. He uh, played battered. He played bruised. He put together multiple game uh, game tying drives, and uh, they just couldn't get it done in overtime, man. And um, shout out to Kansas State on winning that game, but Max Duggan uh, winning the Davy O'Brien Award as a surprise. And not to mention, this man had lost his job this year. Hmm. And then the quarterback got hurt three weeks in. He gets the job back. He never looks back. And um, it's an incredible story because he started all last year. So, you know, um, incredible story running the bounce back like this. Um, Well-deserved. And um, I can't wait to see what they do in the playoffs. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing TCU. Shout out to uh, Max Duggan. I'm, I'm dugging it. I'm dugging it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sold on Max Duggan. But mm-hmm. he do be, he do be balling, though. No, he he sling the rock. That uh, he does. The way their offense is set up. Yeah, he's just back there throwing. He can run. He's very athletic. Um. He low-key remind me of Andy Dalton when he was at TC. It's the same. It might be the red hair. It's the red hair, too, though, but it's the same type. Wow, gunslinger. A little bit athletic. Like, you know, no, you're not. It's it's, Schools have a type, respectively. Like, schools have a type. 
You know, it's like I see um, Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Look at Anthony Richardson. He reminds me of Cam Newton and Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. who went to Florida. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like school's got a type. And like I said, it could be the red hair, but like, he throw that ball around just like Andy did. Mm-hmm. Slang it around. But um, shout out to Max Duggan. Davey your last time TCU was that good? This good? Too? No. Yes. <laughs> you are 100% right. Probably the last time it was this good was, was Andy Dog. And um, offensive player of the year, probably is going to win Heisman also. Uh, out of USC, Caleb Williams, the, the fantastic, dynamic. I don't even know how many words I can put in for this sophomore quarterback. But uh, he's a tremendous player. Um, got hurt in the Pac-12 championship against Utah. Um, and I, I'm not even sure if they would have beat Utah anyway, but I think the game would have been much closer to 42 yeah, to 24 if that kid's 100% because he's a playmaker um, on so many levels. He reminds me of Kyler Murray, but, you know, obviously the black, black, Kyler Murray lacks – the mental fortitude, mm-hmm. but as far as like his play on the field, his arm talent, moving the pocket, scrambling, off scripted I get, throws. I get more of a, 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 a Josh Allen vibe, like he's more of a, a rugged runner, not yeah, finesse. Not type. finesse. Like, okay, I like he that. Gonna, he's gonna powerful, powerfully yeah. run and and extend plays with his legs, like move around to throw the ball downfield yeah. and hold on to the ball longer than he's supposed to. Kind of like a Donovan McNabb, now that I think about mm-hmm. it. He got the same type of build. Yeah. He definitely holds on to the ball a little longer. That's yeah, why he sometimes got... Sometimes a little too much. That's why like, he gets whopped at Utah. Yeah, yeah. You watch both games at oh, yeah. Utah. Oh, yeah. They, they, they was like, you going to hold this ball. We're going to hit you. coming for you. Yeah. No. Uh, but, again, uh, offensive player of the year, uh, 4,000 total yards, uh, 37 touchdowns, 47 total touchdowns, 37 passing, but another 10 rushing, and over uh, 350 yards on the ground. Um I'm going to say he only threw like four picks, too. Yeah, he's very, yeah. very well yeah. with the football. He's yeah. not just out here reckless with it. He's a very, very good kid. I, I think he'll win Heisman. Um, maybe maybe you try to give it to Stroud, but I think... Uh, I don't... Yeah, I can see Stroud, Stroud got a got a, a case. Um, he's the only one, for real. I, I told know. you I want to earn the hooker to win it. Just for the fact that they're, they're undefeated two years in a row. Yeah. See, if he wins it, that would be the only reason why. Yeah. Like, that's a dark horse. It'd be chance. more like a legacy award than a... Like, you bro, you were the starting quarterback year. for yeah. two years. You went undefeated two years. Yeah. You deserve to be the best player in the country. Yes. But I don't think he no, is the best player in the country. No. But I definitely think Caleb Williams or CJ Stroud will get that. But, um, yeah, now he won Offensive Player of the Year. I think he's a tremendous player, though. And I think he'll be front runner again for the Heisman um, coming in the next season. He's a tremendous kid. And, and depending on how good he do, this will probably be his last year. <laughs> I don't think he'll stay for his senior year if he puts on another year like this next year. I think uh, he'll be uh, gone. to the league. Yeah, definitely. Especially what they're going to have in waiting. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, and uh, freshman of the year, um, I'm not sure if a lot of people watched him, but uh, Drake May, or Drake mm. May from North Carolina. Um, this kid was really, really nice. So North Carolina was undefeated for a minute. And it was real quiet. He was balling. He was doing his thing. Um, 35 touchdowns, 4,100 yards. And he also uh, ran for 650 yards. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? On seven touchdowns. Nine and one start. Six consecutive ACC wins. Um, this this kid, he's got, he's got real life potential. He's a taller kid, but he's athletic. As you can see, he had the rushing numbers. Um, he definitely was freshman of the year. It, it, it kind of wasn't close. He's really, really good. And um, it just to even let you know how good he is. Uh, hold on, let me find it. Let me find it. Let 
Damn it, damn it, damn it. Mac Brown, yes. Mac Brown came out and said that teams reached out to him after this year and offering him money to transfer, to come into their school. And um, he came out and made a post, though, and posted on his on his Instagram. and was like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm locked in North Carolina for life. And then right after he made that post, Coach Brown got on the podium and was like, yeah, um, I didn't have a few players. He's like, I already had one player enter the protocol, one of his cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, they already was reaching for my quarterback. He said, my quarterback came to me and was like, yeah, I didn't had a bunch of schools hit me already and offered me to come. He was like, they offered you money? And he was like, yes, coach, but don't worry. I'm not going nowhere. So, yeah, he I mean, got, he, he's, he's locked in the North Carolina. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know. And I figured this out Talk because I heard it. his name. Uh-huh. I'm like, Drake May, that, that sounds like yes, sir. Luke May. Luke May. Yes. <laughs> yes, man. sir. I had to look it up. The brother. Like, bro, that's the his brother. brother. Like, this... Oh, snap. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. you know, older brother played basketball. Yeah. Carolina. So, it's only right. For I'm like saying. 11 years. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's only right. I was like, yes, Luke May. He's the maze. Yes. So, if you don't know, yes, he had a brother. North Carolina years ago, played basketball there, and now he's going to be here. Like, you know what I'm saying? This is heritage. He's not going anywhere, and um, he knows that. And I think he, um, he, sh- he showed up. I think he'll be like, – if he keeps this up and if North Carolina can bring in good recruits. And which they season. usually do. North sure. Carolina does usually bring in a lot of good players. Mm-hmm. They just don't always have the greatest quarterback. Yeah. Um, shoot, what's the – Sam Howell. Yeah, Sam Howell. Um, Trubisky, mm-hmm. and I mean they were decent, mm-hmm. but I'm saying right now it's looking like you got you might got you, you might got one, you one. Huh? So let's go get these receivers that they usually get. We mm-hmm. was talking about Mac Hollins. He was not going to put up. Yes sir. Yes sir. So, yeah. Yeah. No, he he definitely did his thing. And then uh, probably my my favorite award. I didn't even know this was an award. It's probably an award now because of the protocol. Transfer Player of the Year. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't know that was- Right, but who wins it? Michael Penix Jr. transferred to Washington out of That's Indiana. See, I would have went with Bo Nix. Ah, so look. <laughs> or even Caleb. Like, there's a lot. A lot of, it's, it's so deep. And bro. I think they gave him the transfer but because of everything he went through he with Terrence ACL at Indiana. And he was a, a star at Indiana. Their best wow. player. Had him ranked in everything. Terrence ACL. Missed a whole year. Loses his job. Transfers to uh, Washington. And he's not watching back. Ten and two this and, year. And he said he's coming back next year. Yes, sir. And he's coming back because he needs to. He does. He needs another yeah. year, bro. I think he can get drafted. That's a lot of quarterbacks that's gonna lead this year. Yeah. You yeah. you just fall down by the wayside. Yeah. Stay another year. Get better. Yeah, work for your game. game. Come back. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna be looked at as one of the top prospects. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he led the whole uh, uh, FBS 4,354 4, passing yards. Uh, right. Uh, 173. Uh, wait a minute. With FPS high 173 gains of 10 plus yards. Threw 29 touchdowns, added four scores on the run. And obviously, like I said, a 10 and 2 record. Y'all didn't get to see Michael Penix at Indiana. You missed out on him. He was nice. But you're going to get to see him one more year at Washington because, like Chase said, he's coming back for a senior year. And I, I think he's going to uh, have these guys playing extremely well again. And the reason why Bo Nix didn't win <laughs> uh, transfer of the year is because they gave Bo Nix most exciting player of the year. Mm. That's what Bo Nix got. The most yeah. exciting player of the year. If y'all know me, I've been on Bo Nix. Bo Nix's been on my, my shit list since he was at Auburn. When he when and people don't know, I've been a Malik Willis fan since Malik Willis was at Auburn. Malik Willis didn't get to play at Auburn because of Bo Nix. And nobody knows that because you out of sight, you out of mind. But Malik Willis went there because Bo Nix's dad is from Auburn. They from there. They heritage there. They just gave him the job at Auburn mm-hmm. and sent Malik Willis on packing the Liberty. And then three years later, Bo Nix got sent packing out of Auburn because he wasn't it. But 
what he did in Oregon mm. this year, bro, was was uh nothing less than amazing. Obviously, they finished the way they won't taking that loss to uh Oregon State at the end of the year, and they started off rocky with the with that lashing that Georgia put on them. But I just think that was you know that was just Georgia knowing Bo. So that was kind of that, but he definitely played his way uh, out the slums. I'll say that. Yes, I'll definitely say he played his he, way out of the slums. He definitely reinvented his image this year at Oregon because nobody was checking for Bo Nix. Now it's like, hey, he might got something here. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. played a little bit. No, so, facts. Yeah, he bought out this year. Mm-hmm. And yes, and then receiver of the year, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. I know a lot of people wanted Marvin Harrison Jr., but respectfully, uh, Colleges still do stuff where they look out for the for the older guys. And with, with Hyatt uh, being a junior, you know, he's going to probably go to the league. So you yeah. give him that. I mean, he had, he had he, the stats. But he had the stats to go with it. It ain't like he didn't do nothing. 1,200 receiving yards, 15 touchdowns. And he bust Alabama over right. the head well, for yeah, 200. Four, and oh, and four tubbies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Now. So, like, the kids in this level. And he busy as Georgia. Yeah, and he got busy yeah. versus Georgia. And he did all this. Well, his, technically, his number one was out. Facts. You feel me? So he earned his keep. He, his draft stock shot through the roof. If he goes well and puts together a good combine, this will be another receiver you're going to be dropping into the first round um, in a loaded draft class coming out this year. But shout-outs to uh, Jalen Hyatt. He did his thing. Um, but we got the playoff set. Uh, it was some surprises there. Um, I definitely thought TCU was going to get kicked out. I ain't going to say they didn't. They It's 50-50 if they deserve to or not. I, I ain't mad at it. Yeah, I ain't mad because I definitely wanted to see somebody different in, in there. I see the way they lost. OT lost. Yeah. You know, it's field goal at that. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, how can you really penalize them? You can penalize them for being like, it's almost like, would you penalize them if they won? Like, oh, you went in the overtime with this team. Right. And you barely won. I mean, you barely lost. So, I, it's kind of the same. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the, the that's, other option is a, is a two loss. Bama team. Right. And nobody wants this. Most of these teams in here are, have already played each other. They're the only one that hadn't played any of these teams. If you was to put Bama back in there, you get, you know, Bama, Georgia again. Yeah, true. True, true. And you get Michigan, Ohio State again. It's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, think right. it was, I think that had a lot more to do with it. Okay. Now, now that you and now that you saying all that, you look at the playoff picture. You think about the two teams that's out right now. It's mm-hmm. like, all right, you know what? And again, I didn't want to see Batman in there because Nick you didn't earn it this year, dog. Like, right? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. You tried to yeah, finesse yeah. in the back door and get in because teams was losing late. Respectable, but mm-hmm. like you said, bro, two of these teams undefeated. Two of these teams got one loss, and they one losses came at the end in the biggest games of their season. Basically, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Ohio State lost to Michigan in the big game. You know what I'm saying? God. Punched they got on. punched on though, but I think it was just that they felt like even though they got punched on, their strict schedule was really good. They still got two big wins over Notre Dame and Penn State, right? And that's your you know rivalry game. Mm-hmm. You so took they, a, you took an L, but your body of work and what we think you can be. Uh huh. You know, if you get another chance on a neutral field. And the thing is, like I've been saying since since the playoff kind of been showing that it was gonna kind of be these kind of four to five teams. Um, again, the only team I think can beat Georgia, it's crazy, is the team they're going to play in the first round, is Ohio State. I think Ohio State is the only team that has a chance to beat Georgia. Obviously, you feel a little different about this. We talked about Michigan mm-hmm. the other day. Um, and that's what that's what this is for. Um, obviously, me personally, uh, we got TCU Michigan um, December 31st at 1 on ESPN, Fiesta Bowl. Obviously, we was talking about Max Duggan, uh, Davey O'Brien Award winner. Um, 
Quinton Johnston, their wide receiver from TCU, number one. He's a mm -hmm. big kid, mm -hmm. and he runs routes. He's a great 50-50 ball catcher. Uh, I think this could be a good matchup. I like rooting for the underdogs. So I'll be rooting for TCU and Ohio State, obviously. I just mm -hmm. like underdogs. But, again, Michigan runs the ball really well. And one thing TCU don't do too well is to stop the run. They you don't watch. stop anything. <laughs> they just don't play defense. Like, they are – their defense is – Reliant on turnovers. Yeah, opportunistic. They yes, don't get exactly. Some but they're not gonna get down with you and yeah. like get some stops. No, like we're not yes. getting no three and outs. No, <laughs> not at all. So whoever we need playing, a sack, whoever strip. decides to play running back for Michigan that day is gonna have a day. Mm -hmm. Edwards, um, it should be Edwards. Yeah, and the receivers. You know, mm -hmm. I, I feel that Michigan's gonna be able to do and get whatever they want to get on offense. It's just going to be, can they stop TCU's offense, which is also high powered. So. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I yeah, definitely who think. Don't turn the ball over. Really. There it is. <laughs> Jeff McCarthy's been really well with the ball this year. Max Duggan's a little reckless with it. But when you got receivers like he has, mm -hmm. you don't mind putting the ball in harm's way a little bit. But I think it'll be, I think it'll be a good match. Uh, I think it'll set the tone for the big game, uh, which is going to be later on at 5, same channel on ESPN. And that's Ohio State at Georgia, the Peach Bowl. It's going to be down in the A. And um, I think this is going to be, um, again, the game is all dependent on the trenches, though. I think Ohio State has the quarterback, the wide receivers, uh, the tight end. They have uh, skilled players on offense and defense. But the one thing that SEC always brings is trench work. Mm -hmm. If Ohio State, and I always mention Ohio State has two good tackles. They got two, right, two tackles that are potentially going to be first-round draft picks. Obviously, we're talking Georgia. Again, we already said Georgia is not as good as they were last year. Obviously, that's why they've been in so many close games this year. But they're still the best team in the country. So we still can say that. But And I think that's why I like Ohio State. I think um, I think Stroud has a, has a, uh, he has a lot to prove, especially, um, you know what I'm saying? Keep losing to Michigan. <laughs> he keeps losing to Michigan. Um, so I know, he, I know he feels that. So it's like, okay, I keep losing to Michigan. Everybody think I can't win the big one. This your chance. Oh yeah. On the biggest stage against the biggest and baddest team in college football. You're not walking in there with no slouches either, bro. You got some dogs with you. What y'all gonna do? Coach Ryan Day, this on you too. This on you. This on you to get it done. He hears he hears. I know. He hears. He, knows, he turned up. But I think uh Coach Day, I think he got big work to do too. You ain't done nothing, you ain't won nothing big. You know what I'm saying? This you ain't done nothing since Urban since Urban left you the keys. You kind of made some noise, done something, but like I said, two L's to Michigan. Back to back years, dog. That don't look too hot. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta fix that. Everybody expecting you to to take over where Urban did. And um, I, I think he's I think he he feel that pressure. So um, this is a chance to get it done. Like I said, Marvin Harrison Jr. is arguably the best receiver in the country. I don't know if Georgia has a – they got some guys out there. They got Keely Mingo, who's going to be a first-round corner whenever he decides to come out. So I think Styles make fights, but I can't wait to see those guys line up. But, again, bro, I'm taking Ohio State on the upset. Mm, that's a – I think a, I want it, bro. I think bold, I'm talking myself into it. Oh, right But, again, here. it guys, and, again, it's it's all trench work. The trenches run up. I, mm. I'll know within the first quarter, bro, if Ohio State will win I don't. Game. I haven't watched enough Ohio State oh, yeah. to know how good their O-line is. I've seen Georgia. Mm -hmm. I don't, like I said, I don't think they're as talented as they were last year, especially right. on the edges. 
But I know up that middle, they got that boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Jalen Carter wearing 88. <laughs> I'm just saying. That's a grown man right there and a half. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? But the way Ohio State plays, they're not really going to go up the middle. They're hitting the edges. Mm-hmm. They're getting the ball out quick. They're going vertical game. So, I know uh, Georgia got some pretty good DBs, mm-hmm. um, especially Ringo. Mm-hmm. But I've seen Marvin Harrison. I've seen uh, all the other receivers that five-star <laughs> recruits they have out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've seen their tight end. Mm-hmm. So, and I know what C.J. Stroud brings to the game outside of playing Michigan. <laughs> yes, outside of playing Michigan. Yes, yes. So, so if they were if they were to win this game, I would not be surprised. But I think Georgia is one of the teams that we're, they're just going to wear you down, and that happens through the trenches. That yeah. happens with the offensive line, the defensive line, the way they just out physical you. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of people say the SEC is one of the best conferences. It is because of the top teams when you get those top recruits, and then when they go play out of conference. They bring a physicality that a lot of these teams have not seen before, mm-hmm. and they're shell-shocked. So it would be interesting to see Ohio State that's looked at as a finesse team, Big mm-hmm. Ten, you know what I'm saying, um, how they will respond. And it's going to be it's gonna be a game. Oh, yeah. That's probably going to be my, my one game that I, I really look forward to watching mm-hmm. um, throughout these playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that uh... – I think they got it right. I will. I will say that they definitely got the playoff fight. I think these are the um, four best teams, or the four deserving teams. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to say the four best teams or the four most deserving, these four teams, uh, based off what they did this year, these are the four teams that deserve to be in the playoff. And um, I'm excited to see it. Uh, January, I mean not January, but December 31st will be here before we know it. And again, we got a bunch of other bowl games that we'll break down. As the weeks go, and as Fridays get here, we'll tell y'all about the bowl games. We'll give y'all a player or two for each team to look out for. You know what I'm saying? We're going to keep y'all informed because bowl season is upon us. We're about to start having a lot of these little smaller bowls uh, going down. So we'll keep everybody informed and keep y'all tuned in uh, to all the bowls that's going to be going down. It's a lot of bowl games to be played. Got New Year's Six bowls. Obviously, we got the playoff game. We're going to see a bunch of talent from teams that y'all had no clue <laughs> had talent. So, you know what I'm saying? This is what we do. We'll keep y'all informed. He said, from the smallest game to the national championship in January, we're going to uh, keep y'all up to date and hip. We're going to take one more break because we're going to need to catch our breath for this next segment because we're going to finish y'all out talking about the highest head coach in the world right now, the most talked about head coach in the world right now, um, the most everything head coach right now. In the world right now. <laughs> Scrutinize everything. Uh, we're going to talk Coach Prime signing to Colorado right after these messages, man, to bring the Wood Podcast. And y'all already know we back in the building. We had to take a little break. We had to calm down. This is about to get a little serious, man. This 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 has been the the, the talk of the week, last two weeks. Where was Dion gonna go? Should he leave Jackson? Would he leave Jackson? If he left Jackson, where would he go? Should he go somewhere? What place deserve him? There's a bunch of um, you know, he say she say what everybody think, everybody's opinion, and uh. Coach Prime took his talents to the University of Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, uh, Pac-12 school. He just signed. He had a press conference. Um, and obviously, man, everybody's torn on how they should feel about the situation. Um, I'm going to give you all my, 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 my piece. And um, 
before I even start, I want to say this. If your problem is you're just upset that he left the black colleges, like you, you upset he left HBCU and he didn't stay there forever, then I respect that. That's a um, that's a that's an okay reasoning for you to be, you know, to be upset. So you know, all right, it's whatever. Because I kind of wanted him to stay at Jackson State too, but I understand the business. I understand how this works, and I understand Deion Sanders. To 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 understand the situation first, you got to understand Deion Sanders. Man made a song called "Must Be the Money." For starters, that's just for starters. I'm, we gonna we gonna slowly take y'all on the little trip so that y'all can understand. So again, I say. If you just upset, he leaving the black college. You want him to be at black college, hold it down, be there like Coach Robinson from Grambling was for all those years or something like that. I don't knock you. That's respect. That's life. But for the people who said he made a bad choice going to Colorado, or thinks that you know he shouldn't have went there, or he should have waited for a better offer, I I beg to differ. Uh, I beg to differ on those things. You know, I got a bunch of reasons why. And then, you know, um, I've even heard people say that uh, he left too soon or his job wasn't done. And he didn't put HBCUs back on the map like he said he would. And in, in all those things, we, we, you know, it's like, well, beauty is in the eye of the beholder is what I should say. And um, I, obviously, Big Chase still here with me. And um, we, we, we talked a little bit about this before we got on. We kind of wanted to just, you know, see where, see where each other sat. So. I'll definitely let you go ahead and, and, and take the floor and go ahead and speak your piece. And we'll just kind of go back and forth and um, we'll talk this out to people and let them, let them know how we feel. And give them just different points of view so that people can understand that this decision that Deion made was was not a bad decision. Again, I like to reiterate this. If you're just upset he left Jackson State, HBCU, this, ain't, this don't concern you. That's respect. Like I said, I'm, as a person, wanting him to stay there. But as a Coach, as a realist, as a human being who understands how black college work, how college work, ins and outs, coaching, money, uh, scouting, resources. <laughs> and just so y'all know, I got a man who went to a black college right here. And that's why I'm going to let him go because he'll be able to speak for black colleges. And then I'm going to just speak for colleges in general and just the things that I know. So go ahead and take it away, Coach Jack. All right. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, when Dion went to Jackson State, it was um... – it was definitely a plus, you know, for for the HBCU community because you get somebody that's such a polarizing figure to come in there and, you know, demand attention. The man's name is Prime Time. Not, not you know what I'm saying, not, not cable TV. Yeah, I'm talking about. <laughs> Prime Time. Like, you must watch, must see TV. He going to talk the game. He going to walk the game. And he going to give the game. And that's exactly what he did. I did feel some type of way when he first left. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, bro, like, why'd you just, like, up and leave? It had to be, you know, first thing, it had to be something else. Something else had to be going on there where he would just leave up and bounce. Especially just go to Colorado. But talking to you enlightened me on some things I'd never even thought about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'll let you get into all that. Oh, right, right, right. But, um, yeah. Uh, my my first big gripe was when he came in there, he was all rah rah, you know, kids, black colleges, you know, need to come here, you know, support black, do black, whatever, this, that, whatever. God told me to come here, you know, to to do this job, and 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 you know, to do this. Mm-hmm. But then you have to think, 
the only reason he really was there, because they're the only people that was going to hire him. Talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That wasn't his first choice. Mm-mm. It wasn't his first choice. And I get it, because coming out of high school, when I was going to college, uh, HBCU was not my first choice. I went on trips to HBCUs, um, and if I was going to go to an HBCU, it was going to be in Atlanta, you know, Morris Brown, Clark Atlanta, schools like that to where I was going to be in a big city, well, relatively big, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Coming from California, you don't hear about HBCUs like that. Um, you don't, especially if you don't play music, you don't hear about bands and and you have no interest. Like I'm playing football. That's all I care about. Older girls, older black people out here, like, oh, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, you know, things that I know about just from being out here. So, you know, as time went on, I ended up starting to go that way. Um, I went to, ended up going to Alabama and m University. Mm-hmm. Um, had great, a great stadium, a great football sports facilities. Um, a lot of people don't know Hall of Famer. Um, John Stallworth went there, played for the Steelers wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, um, I was on the team with Robert Mathis, played for the Colts. Mm-hmm. Not potentially could be a Hall of Famer defensive end. And um, yeah, it was it was cool. It was like okay, this is cool. But what they don't show you is when you go there, they had one good building, one modern building. It was like yeah, this is classes going. I'm like oh okay, this is okay. This college, this is not how the other schools look, but. I see a lot of people that look like me. Mm-hmm. They're telling me stuff that I like to hear or whatever. But then once your parents leave, once you're out there, it's a straight hood. It is straight projects. All the dorms, they got one good dorm, a couple newer dorms. The dorm where the athletes stay had an elevator. Smell like piss. Stairwells. People peed in it. Half-time elevator didn't work. Uh, dinner over at 6. There's certain times you could eat. You got a meal plan. A little cafe you could go to and buy stuff or whatever. But it's really, I mean, I'm out in Huntsville, Alabama. There's nothing out there. You're in, like coming from California, a real rural spot of the the, the country mm-hmm. where the culture is totally different. Um, you're out there with a bunch of people from other places. A lot of people are from from out there that go there, you know, because they know about this mm-hmm. this life, this HBCU life. Right. But there's not a lot of resources out there, which in turn you put a lot of 19, 18, 20, 21-year-olds in a small place, crime's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People get their stuff. I got my room broken into. I got it. So it's a lot of stuff that goes on out there that nobody talks about. Um, but back to the main thing, you know, is um, being from California, um, watching college football, you do not see HBCUs on TV. You do not get heavily recruited. Like when we went out there, I got out there because I got with a recruiter and, you know, passed my name, film and stuff along and ended up out that way. But they don't normally recruit out here. Dude talked to me, like, yeah, we don't really even go that far or whatever. So, you know, when Dion went out there, it's like, yo, now you see these teams on TV, there's a lot of players in the NFL that went to HBCUs, but you wouldn't even know that. Like, you don't even know because they don't get highly publicized. But Dion brought that attention to HBCUs. He did do that. I got a couple things here that he did. Absolutely. 
you know, and, and Jackson State is in Jackson, Mississippi, one of the poorest places in the country, mm-hmm. but his economic impact, $30 million to the city of Jackson, Mississippi, $9 million for Jackson State's homecoming, mm-hmm. $4 million for the Boombox Classic. His recruiting, since he was there three years, mm-hmm. the number one recruiting class in HBCU history, mm-hmm. signed the first five-star recruit to an HBCU mm-hmm. in HBCU history, most number of quality prospects to commit to HBCUs in history in 2021 put HBCUs on the map nationally. And this is not just Jackson State. This is all HBCUs. Yeah. So better players are learning about these schools and going there. Um, outside of television and media, like getting that exposure, you got an ESPN TV deal with uh-huh. the SWAC, the whole conference. Whole conference. $120 million over 10 years. 125 games aired throughout the 2022 season. College game day. People forget. Mm-hmm. College game day went to Jackson State University. This is a, a is a, is a, the, the college, premier college football Saturday morning show is at a HBCU with the whole crew, with everybody out there broadcasting on national TV. Only the second time in history they and did that. There you go. So, I mean, oh, don't no, me forget about the NFL attention. He established HBCU Pro Day mm-hmm. for pro teams to evaluate HBCU players and put HBCUs up there in the national light. Mm-hmm. So, people that say he didn't do anything, um, don't That's, forget two practice two practice fields, two know, new practice fields, new locker room, new football facility, equipment, new helmets, training facility, everything. They had multiple jerseys. Jackson <laughs> State, just so y'all know, Jackson State had the second most uniform changes in the country, besides one school, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows the one oh, yeah. school, yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Jackson State had more uniform and hel- helmet changes than every school in the country, other than Oregon. Jackson State only had two uniforms when Deion Sanders got there. Yeah, so I'm saying in three years he did all of that, and we're not even—we didn't even get into what he did as a coach. That, that's just his impact and his business and his connections, just being there. Forgot about the connections where he got the all the kids suits, suits. Michael Strahan, you know what I'm saying? Walmart deal got the fields. Hey, it's all Dion. He took take five hundred thousand of which y'all paying me, which ain't nothing, and put it back into the school because we need a new facility. Like. Yeah. I don't so I, I so when people say he didn't he didn't he came there to do a job and he didn't do it, I think he exceeded anybody's expectations and he helped everybody. Now there's coaches like Eddie George, uh Hugh Jackson coaching for Grambling, Eddie George at TSU. Um They're talking to Moore, Marshall Falk right now, trying to get him to one of these black colleges. Oh see, there we go, right you know there. Like look, it's more high profile Players, NFL-type players, coaches, whatever, are looking at HBCUs as an option. Like, I can start a career here, and I can build. And a lot of people say, you know, oh, he just uses this as a stepping stone. They people Coaches do that in All the in, time. In, in any college. In any profession. Urban Meyer started at a small school, then went to Utah and bounced, then went to Florida and bounced, bounced. to the yeah. NFL. Then Ohio State. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Everybody does it. But again, it's because of... Yeah, it's cool now. Yeah, you know, but you can't expect um, somebody to stay in a small pond when he outgrew it. He came there, did what he said he was gonna do, and now it's time to move on. 
Exactly. On to bigger and better things. Give other kids more opportunities with more resources that he couldn't get there. Now you're at Colorado with unlimited resources, seemingly, to where you can recruit them same kids mm -hmm. that was at these HBCUs and give them a better experience of life, not just college football, of life, and set them up for the future so they can set up somebody else, set their families up. Set the, and it's, it's, it's just what it is. And now you've opened the door at the HBCUs where more people come in and build that up higher to where eventually, hopefully, everything will be an even playing field. You just look at college football as it is now, the landscape is changing in, in all aspects. So I don't I don't really understand yeah. how people can be upset at what he did. Yeah. Do the research. Please do research, people. <laughs> I think that's what people don't research. Like they the stuff that he does, you can't see. Sure. So you feel me? That's the problem. And it's like you can't see what he does. You know what I'm saying? But again, he, he talked about how he got all his jewelry and all his equipment and all his stuff stolen after a game. At his that's own stadium. I forgot about that. Yeah. At his own stadium, y'all. At his in own building, his own in locker, his locker room. Yeah. In his locker room. How does security, how does how does these people get by? Like, that's mm -hmm. stuff he got to deal with. Taking a bath at the swimming pool, which probably got chlorine in it. So, are you really clean? Uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this man was, they got him on camera. We're talking about Deion Sanders. On camera, taking a bath in a swimming pool. We're talking about prime time. Right? He don't like, that's not good for him. That's not good for his image. I, like I said, that's why everybody, I said, y'all can't forget about who the man is. The man himself is prime. He's the same dude who left the Cowboys and went to the Niners. Or vice versa. Like, mm -hmm. this is what he do. He's, he is for himself. But he helps out who he can in the process. And now, like he said, bro, I'm, it's not about me. It's about the kids. And people keep saying, well, if it's about the kids while you leave. Because I can't help the kids here. They not backing me. I can't get no money. I can't get no fundage. I can't get to. I got to spend all my money to take care of these kids. And, and another thing that, that, that really grinds my gears mm -hmm. is how people get mad. I'm like, why you couldn't do it there? You know, and he's talking about the money. Well, what you know what I'm saying? He didn't get really paid there. No. The little bit of money he got paid there, he put back into the program. And people are mad. And his coaching staff. And people are mad because he left for a better opportunity. Yet ain't nobody saying nothing in the same state. Brett Favre is stealing money to help build facilities. Instead of you, he didn't use none of his own money. He stole money from the welfare to build facilities at a school in Mississippi, when Dion is taking his hard-earned paycheck and his own money out of his pocket to build up a black school. Come on. Come on, man. That's why I said, bro, if you just upset he left, yes. But, like, to say he did something wrong or didn't do nothing for the HBCUs, bro, you were a liar and a half. And now I'm going to get on to more of the, uh, the college side of things and of why he went to Colorado. And I'll start with, for one, better resources. That's just mm -hmm. the start. Colorado got better resources. People going to say, well, he could have went to a better school than Colorado. Respectfully, he couldn't. For y'all that don't know, I'm a big-time Florida State fan. I said it on here all the time. When Dion was at um, whatever the name of that high school he was in Texas with his son, when he first left and was saying he wanted a, a college job, he reached out to Florida State before we signed Mike Norvell and was like, hey, could I, could I come be the coach? And they was like, no, you don't have enough experience as a head coach. Because he was just a coordinator at that school for his son. He was just the office coordinator. He wasn't the head coach. So the, so the school that he basically put on the map, Florida State, <laughs> basically told him, nah, you ain't done enough to be a head coach. So then that's when Dion was like, well, let me just put the word out there that I want to be a head coach and see who hit me. And when he put the word out, Jackson State was like, well, hey, come on. What you need? 
And he said, I won't, I won't control. I want to be able to bring in my own coaching staff, do what I want. Jackson State gave him all that power. Guess who just gave him that power to do the same thing? Colorado. Colorado told him, Colorado's changing the NAIA deal because they didn't, they didn't um, give money to transfer players or allow transfer players to play right away. That's why Colorado loses a lot of players mm. and don't gain a lot of players. See, knowledge. Yeah, knowledge is power. I, this is what I do. College football is my junk. I like NFL, but college football is my junk. I do my research. Mm -hmm. And so he can't he, – he, they're finna change the NIL deal. So now when Travis Hunter and his son and all these fools travel – and more than just those guys, because he got some other guys from Jackson State transferring in too. And you could say, well, now they're leaving the black college. Well, at, at one point in time, that was the only offer they had. They didn't even have a chance at one of these schools. So now they got an opportunity to go to a better place, better environment, better, right. better everything. Now they're going to get free suits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They finna get a free... Uh, don't forget, he had Dion got a plane for them, too. For Jackson State. Yeah, he, he got, right, don't forget, he had the right, private plane. Right. Through Airlines. Through Delta. He did all this. Now, Colorado got a, a team plane. He don't right. got to spend his own money on. Now he can put his money into something else. Now he finna... Now he finna have the money to be able to pay all these top coaches to come. And be better prepared. And better be better situated yes. to prepare these young men. For life. life. And that's what people fail to realize, bro. He preparing. He trying to help all men, not just blacks. But he know he black. So that's the goal first. That's You know what I'm saying? And now we're going to get into it deeper. He wanted his son to be a starter at whatever school he went to. I don't know if y'all know, Shadur Sanders was only a three-star recruit coming out of high school. That's why he took a scholarship to FIU. To Florida, no, Florida Atlantic. My apologies. To Florida Atlantic. That was where his scholarship was. That was where he was going to go. And then his daddy took the job at Jackson, so he transferred. His other son was a was a rotational DB at South Carolina. What school gonna take these fools and start them? He gotta go somewhere where his boys gonna play. He gotta go somewhere where his daughter gonna get on and be good too. Don't forget, he got a daughter that he be yeah. pulling on. Like <laughs> Dion, worried about his people. Like respectfully, he worried about black people. But don't forget, he black. His kids is black, so they they count too. And you could say he rich. Like man, stop counting people's pockets. Stop counting people's pockets. You don't know what he's doing with his money. You don't know where that man money go. You know what I'm saying? I think that's the problem with people. When, when broke people count rich people's pockets, I think that's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> and to be worried about that, like, bro, he needs, like, his kid, respectfully, we're going to find out how good Shador is next season. He looked good in JSU. Yes. But again, bro, he was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. That means he's solid. He wasn't finna go to one of these big schools and just get the starting right, job. Right. They're not finna let that. Deion want that. Deion want power. I don't know if y'all know that. When ADs hire and athletic directors hire coaches, they don't let them bring in their whole coaching staff. They have built-in staff because they got their own funnel program that's, that schools do with their own coaches, that they uh, uh, internship and bring in on the coaching staff, people that graduated. Uh, just a case in point, Luke Fickle is the head coach, was the head coach of Cincinnati, got the job at Wisconsin. Jim Leonard's been the defensive coordinator at Wisconsin for the last few years. Uh, Cincinnati's defensive coordinator is Jim Trestle, the old-school Ohio State mm -hmm. head coach. He's been Luke Fickle, D.C. They told him, we keeping Jim Leonard as our D.C. You can bring him as something else, but we got Jim Leonard as our D.C., but you can still come. That's how teams work. So Deion not going nowhere where he can't bring whoever he wants because, you know, he's going to bring NFL-equipped people. And then they was talking about his speech and how everybody was mad, how he told all them kids, they gonna, they, half of them ain't going to be needed. They not. Colorado won, what, one game, two games? Right. I don't want these kids on my team. Yeah. Like, what y'all mean? But this is prime time. He ain't sugarcoat nothing. Y'all got to go watch his 60-minute interview he did. He told a walk-on kid, if you don't impress me, you're going to walk off this field. <laughs> but he don't care about nobody feelings, but he prime. He been stepped. He, he certified. Right. 
right? He trying to let people know what it's going to take to be certified. When they lose, they're not coming after them kids. No, they're going to blame Dion every time the loss happened. Right. You feel me? Like this, this, And that's why he went to go somewhere that's going to back him, bro. He said it, bro. I'm putting money into school, and I don't see none of it back. He right said, now. I'm looking in the stands at the game. Y'all got to go watch Dion interviews, bro. He was talking about it. He said, I'm sitting in the stands. I'm, I'm, I'm in the field watching the game. The stands is packed. He said, when we go check the revenue, the money don't add up to what the stands look like. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to go sit down and watch the interviews and not just watch the games on Saturday. And just, you feel me? Like, don't, don't just watch the, oh, go watch every interview. See what, he didn't go, see what he go through. See how he asked the school, could they help get waters? And they said, we don't have water in our budget. Hmm. Come on, bro. How he going to help out? And they not even trying to help. But y'all want him to spend some more of his own money like he did to go get them waters. And nobody said, like, it was cool. It's like, but nobody was getting mad at Jackson State. For not helping Dion help out. That's why he left, bro. And y'all can say, well, they ain't got no resources. Well, it's like, look, bro. Now, I, he, he gave the blueprint. He put out a whole blueprint, bro. If somebody can't pick that blueprint up and follow instructions that Dion left, that's bad on HBCUs as a whole. We just seen him steal a number one recruit from Florida State. Purposely, he did that because they didn't want him as a head coach. But he's like, I'm going to take y'all best player because I'm prime. Let me show y'all how it's done. He almost had a number one lineman from uh, over Alabama. He says it. He's like, but the plus was we was just in the battle with Alabama at Jackson State. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. That's what he's doing. Now, you don't be – so now be confident to go in the room and sit in there, one of these top kids at your – and let them know that your black college can help him. And I think people were just upset that the one guy who was bringing all the publicity left. But I'm like, he brought all the publicity. It's there still. That contract, yes. them deals, yes. all them, them facilities, none of that stuff leaves. So now when you recruit kids and they walk into Jackson State, they're going to see all of that. Yeah, but it's like, that's another thing I've never thought about neither. Like, how can how can I go into a parent's home and tell your mother, I'm going to take care of your son and I'm going to prepare him for this? When I can't even confidently say that because I don't know if the front office is going to, the administration, the, 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 the AD, the president of this school, is aligned with where my head is aligned. He probably so. ain't seen this much money coming into to Jackson right. State in his life. So you know it. You feel me? Like I don't. I don't think Dion has a reason to lie. So when y'all get a chance to all y'all that don't watch any, go look at every Dion Sanders interview. There's never an interview where he says he's gonna be at Jackson State for the rest of his career. He says I'm going to turn this program around. I'm gonna bring light to HBCUs. And they always ask him, well, "What if some school comes and wants to talk to you?" He always says, "I'll be a fool if I don't entertain the conversation." And you would be. Because who starts at something to stay at one spot forever? You don't do that in a job. You don't do that in nothing. you always trying to upgrade. Like you said, he's like, he left for the money. We didn't see people leave jobs for 50 cents more. <laughs> for 50 cents for a quarter more to be more stressed. He took <laughs> more money and going to be a little less stressed. Right. And just to go a little bit deeper, everybody keeps saying, well, the Colorado hell a week. It's like, yeah, but he, not, he ain't got to turn this around in one year. And for y'all that don't be paying attention, USC, UCLA, and Oregon all about to lead the Pac-12. Them the three best schools in the Pac-12. They all finna dip. They two of them going to the Big 12. Oregon trying to go independent. I think they're gonna end up in the Big 10. They all are gonna be in the Big 10. Mm-hmm. Now we're looking at a, 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 a what? Oregon State, Washington, then Cal, Arizona State. They're gonna be the best schools in the conference. Deion gonna out coach them, outclass them, outplayer them. All of a sudden, Colorado gonna be at the top. Uh-huh. And I'm telling y'all, he ain't gonna be here for that long. He got about probably until his kid graduates. Like you telling his kid not that good. I ain't gonna say he's not that good, but his recruitment when he first came out, he wasn't that good. So he'll probably be here till Travis and and Shador dip, 
and then he's going to parlay this to the next school, which is going to be ACC school, ACC school. This is prime time. Why are we acting like this is not what he do? <laughs> and I think that's the problem with people. People be oblivious to the norm. This Ben Dion, he ain't staying nowhere long. He likes to prove that it's him. But I guess people just forgot that. Did you get excited? But like this Ben Dion, I just want to prove that I'm the nigga. I'm here. This is me. I leave a print. Bam, this is me. Ring for hire. He was calling himself that. Yeah. Mercenary. Mercenary. I'm going to who's going to give me the most money to do, <laughs> to do the work. Y'all can't, y'all can't be that oblivious, man. Like, don't be surprised. It's been written on the wall since the beginning of time. And again, I oh, gotta go back. If y'all were just upset he left Jackson State, this ain't for y'all. But for y'all that say he made a bad choice, make sure y'all listen to every minute of this. Because I'm telling you, and everything points the arrow up that he's doing, that he's upgrading. The only thing that makes this better is if he win. That'll come in due time. And that'll happen when we, you know, in due time. We'll see next season. Yeah. You know and then when he when he wins, he's gonna let you know about it. <laughs> you know he's gonna let us know. Because you know he hear all the snicker. And it sucks because it comes from black people, bro. That's the worst Man. part. Like I don't understand why black people can't be happy for black people. Wow. It's wild. It's so wild. <clears throat> and it's just mind-boggling. It's like, bro, this man, get this thing at the black colleges, put the black colleges back on. And now he's trying to better himself, and y'all upset. Like, I don't get it. And he's still trying to leave them with good coaches and everything. He didn't even take all the coaches. He tried to leave some of the coaches. I don't think Jackson State going to keep them because I feel like they better like that. But I would help the recruits to keep the players going to be there, some camaraderie, some, some, some normalness. But this is the life we live in, dog. Like, you feel me? That crabs in the bucket. And it's it's terrible, bro, that like people was really hating on Deion Sanders. Never seen that. Prime time, bro. He like our favorite black person, bro. Like, come on now, y'all. Y'all got to do better than this, dog. Like, Deion, we got you over here on this one. <laughs> I want you to know you ain't got nothing but love over here on the Bring the World podcast, dog. Because uh that was crazy. And like I said, I got a bunch of friends. Like I said, man. I, I can't read it that much, bro. Again, if you upset he left black colleges, that's fine. But he did more than he did, like he said, Chase, bro. He did more than he did more than I've do. I've heard anybody. And that's he didn't saying. even go to no HBC. It's dudes that are famous, like mm-hmm. billionaires, millionaires that ain't did as much as he's done for the HBC. For HBC, any kids that went to these HBCUs. Yeah. I just think like, yeah, bro, like, people don't think about that. Like, bro, this man did all this and he ain't even, feel me? He ain't just because he wanted to, though. Yeah, that's all from want. Respect to Coach uh, Eddie Robertson at Grambling, but he was there for how many years? And we still don't know about the blackout. Like, you feel me? Like, you just there. You're not there making it better. And that's no disrespect mm-hmm. to Coach Roberts. He's a great coach, one of the greatest college coaches of all time. But, like, we still saying black college ain't on the map. But he was there doing all that. But we just saying Dion was here for three years and we feel like, he leaving them wide, you feel me? Leaving them dry. And it's like, well, what about all the dude that's been here and ain't did nothing? That's all I'm saying. What about all these dudes that's been here for all these years that y'all talk about, but they ain't did nothing? All the black colleges are still suffering. They still only got one uniform. They still only got this. But prime come, everything changed. Now y'all upset. <laughs> come on, bro. Y'all got to do better. You got anything else on this? I'll say my piece. That's all I mean. I, I keep it deep for the streets. But, um, man, that was a. Uh, that's my take on Deion Sanders, bro. That's my take on Deion. I don't know if you got anything out of this or not, but, like, it's a lot that go into college football, bro. 
It's not just set hype. You know what I'm saying? This is it's it's a much bigger than the NFL. It's a, the way it works and the way things operate. It's not just that simple. Every school ain't built the same. You know what I'm saying? It's not this even playing field like an NFL kind of where everybody's got this you know set amount of money. And that's just the way the game go, like you feel me? Until the people, like you said, until the, the billionaires and the people who graduated from these black colleges who are very successful come back and become good boosters for these schools. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How are we going to do that? Because that's what these big white schools do. These billionaires come back and give to the school and give. And that's why these schools get built. Why you think? Why you think Oregon got all them jerseys, all them equipment, all them uniforms? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because the who graduated from there it's like because y'all helped me, I'm gonna help y'all. Mm-hmm. And now he look out for Oregon. What for the y'all rest need? Of yeah. I want this kid to go there. How much he need? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so go look at some of y'all. Go find out who's graduated from these black colleges and, and find out where they get, at. And get on them. That's what I'm saying. Like the same energy you got for Deion leaving. Go look for dudes who actually graduated from these black colleges who are successful millionaires and billionaires and entrepreneurs who ain't doing nothing for the college. They just come back to have a to get paid to do a speech. Go to homecoming. Go to homecoming and floss face and say how good the school was to them. But what they doing for the school, bro? I think y'all got your energy pointed in the wrong direction. I ain't gonna say the energy ain't needed because we do need better for the black colleges for HBCU. But I just think the person y'all playing at is wrong. I think I need to look at the people who graduated from these schools. What they doing to help build these schools? What they doing to help put money back into these schools like we see these other boosters do? We see schools getting in trouble because they boosters doing too much with the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And in this case, like you said, bro, in black colleges, people ain't doing enough with their money. <laughs> it's, it's really funny to think about it now, how people try to get on him and they was talking about, oh, he ain't he ain't swag. Bro, like, don't But then when he leave, now you mad. <laughs> bro, he like, did more for the swag. More for the swag than all the swag coaches combined, bro. All <laughs> them swag coaches telling him he ain't swag, he don't deserve, he don't belong. What have any one of them coaches done for their school, let alone the whole conference? I'll wait. And again, to all my friends that listen to this, if y'all got more, please hit me up. Y'all got my number personally. Y'all got me on Facebook. Y'all got me on something. Hit me. Y'all know I. I could talk college football all day, all night. And I love Dion. He's a Florida State Seminole. That's my school, so I'm riding with Tom. I got him twisted. And I'm still hoping in all this that somehow he end up at Florida State when this <laughs> dust settle. You feel me? So that's what y'all going through, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Prime did his thing, dog. Y'all need to go look in the mirror and really figure out who y'all really mad at right now, bro. That, you feel me? Dion showed y'all what HBCUs could be. And I think he, I think it just made people upset that he gave people a little taste and dip. And it's like, well, Y'all do it. Y'all been here. Y'all talk about all these legends that been here for all this long in this prestige history. Where, what do we show? Proof is in the pudding, bro. Prime bring, you feel me? And like mm. I said, bro, Prime ain't the only. Prime is only one Prime, but it ain't one superstar. Like I said, bro, go hit up Ed Reed. Ed Reed coach high school football down in Florida. Go hit up Ray Lewis. Hit up Randy Moss. It's a bunch of dudes who will come coach one of these black colleges, bro. You just got to give people the opportunity. It's a bunch of, you feel me? Speaking, so, uh, speaking of coaches, though, shout out to Trent Dilford. We was talking about him the other day. He just got hired as the UAB head coach. Mm, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's side bar. They ain't got nothing to do that. But I just seen that the other day. They were showing all the new coaches right with Deion being looped in. And they was like, and look at Trent Dilford, y'all. I guess he's been down in Alabama coaching or down south coaching. He's been real good. Parlated to the UAB head coaching job. So I've been room for Trent Dilford, too. Shout mm. out to Trent for uh, landing that. That's, that's big time. But again, bro, like, they out there. Trent Dilfer, like. It's coaches that's out there. Dudes that want to coach. Mm-hmm. Looking for an opportunity. And it's like, what you got to lose? Nobody wanted to give Deion an opportunity. Yeah, nobody. He got an opportunity, and now, look, like, 
Yeah, bro. He the hottest coach out. Hottest coach in America. He hotter than Nick Saban. <laughs> this is <laughs> the hottest coach in America. Any sport, any any sport, any level, any time. Right, Deion is the hottest coach. Football, basketball, NBA, NFL, college, hockey, lacrosse, water polo. <laughs> Deion Sanders is the hottest coach in America right now, dog, and it's crazy, and it, it, it's it's unbelievable. And I, I'm excited to see the journey to Colorado again, y'all, man. I don't think he did that wrong. And like I keep saying, bro, he, he definitely helped out the HBCUs, bro. Because like I said, bro, y'all wasn't watching no Jackson State games two years ago, three years ago. I ain't never even heard of Jackson State. You feel State. me? Like, you know what I'm talking about? You probably don't. These people that don't even know Walter Payton went there. Yeah, Somebody right? just learned that right now when I just said that. Like, you feel me? So, like, I don't be. Uh, y'all about to stop selling these wolf tickets, bro. Like, like I said, yep, y'all upset that he gave y'all a taste of what black colleges could be. So, man, just um, keep your G. And uh, you know what I'm saying? Enjoy yourselves, dog. But uh, don't don't hate on Dion, bro. I think we should support our black men, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, again, bro, I understand we upset that he was the biggest thing that didn't happen to the black colleges in a long time. So he was upset he left. But um, and it's life, dog. But everybody get everybody upgrade, bro. Nobody wants to be in the same spot, bro. So you know what I'm saying? Just just get over yourself, bro. And again, bro, if y'all want to elaborate, if if y'all got an angle that I didn't talk about. That you felt like I didn't, um, you feel me? Give give a counter to man. Y'all already know, bro. Hit me up. Let me know. I could have missed something, but I'm telling y'all. That's just how I feel. So, you know what I'm saying? Until next time, brother Asitas. This is the Bring the World Podcast, man. I truly thank y'all for tuning in. This was a, a great episode from start to finish. Um, literally informational. Again, uh, like I said, man, it's good to actually have somebody. Uh, who went to a black college and, and you know graduated and, and was in the trenches and understands what it's like. So it was it was even better having having Big Che here, knowing that he he know what black colleges look like. So he firsthand dealt with it. So it was good to have him. We got to talk beforehand, so it was good. And he got to let me know some things on the black college front that I had no clue about, and I got to let him know a little nuances of college that you feel me that he didn't understand it, and that's why we make a good pair, brother Rock. So again, but thank you for your your enlightenment and letting the people know. You know what I'm saying that like. Hey man, it ain't you know it's hard out here. Indeed, like you said, information is key. It's key. All you got to do is all you, it, just at your fingertips. Look it up. Get a computer. Get your phone. And just look up stuff. Research. Do your own research. Then you know don't don't have somebody else's opinion of somebody be yours. Yeah. Say that one more time, please. <laughs> Say that one more time. Don't have somebody else's opinion of something be your opinion. Go go go. Develop your own. Use your own brain. Mm-hmm. My, uh, when I was growing up, I was at church. And, uh, one of my old pastors used to say, if it ain't written, it ain't fitting. So, man, go look it up for yourself. Don't believe just word of mouth, bro. When somebody tell you something, say, well, y'all find that out. Let me let me go look that up, too. Mm-hmm. All this information we gave y'all is lookable. It's all lookable. Uh, if you need it, call me, hit me. One of my one of my platforms, I can point you in the direction of all this information I have. This is what we do. It's a great thing. Again, though. Thank you, Chase. You already know it's always good to have you on here. Beautiful experience. Um, again, thank you to everybody who listened in on a, on a, on a week-to-week basis. This was uh, one of the better Fridays. It felt good to, no to get that off. I've been, I've been there, been built up all week. I've been built up all week since. You look lighter. You look lighter. Look lighter. Just walk back to the crib. Gonna be good on my soul. <laughs> but no, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. You already know, man. Uh, we are gonna continue to do this, man. In the new year, we gonna we gonna come with the YouTube so y'all actually get to see our ugly ass faces. And uh, we'll have a little fancy little background set up and shit with all our little, you feel me, to get right. So y'all can have a little visual and y'all can see us and get some real emotion from us. But, um, man, thank y'all to everything. 
All the support, all the love throughout this year. Y'all stay blessed through these holidays. Chase, you got anything for the people? That's it, man. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, spend time with your loved ones. Yes, sir. Spend time with your loved ones. Tell somebody you love them, man, that you won't see this week. Again, man, for myself, Big Chay, Pepper Chronicle Productions, this is the Bringing the Wood Podcast. And y'all already know, we just brought the wood.